Hello and welcome to the Patter Pod. My name's Sean and this week me, Luke, Yoon and Jamie talk about the wonders of the human body. We vouch for our favourite organs while discussing the black market, blood, Hippocrates' four humours and our overall connection with the one thing we love to hate. Hope you enjoy, thank you. Any organ that you can actually live without is not even worth talking about, apparently. Can you live without a spleen? Apparently, yes. Some people were born without one. Some people have theirs removed. I'm not even sure what it does. I didn't do much homework. I think it, like, uh, it kind of filters the blood. Yeah, I'll, I'll always associate, I always associate the spleen with the uh, blood. Yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of like, I suppose that and the pancreas are definitely ones that you, you tend to forget. They're not kind of like heavy hitters. Well, that's an interesting point to me because... In my mind, anyway, organs go on a tier list. Yeah, I can add that totally. <laughs> so you've got the very sophisticated organs, the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, I think those are like the like one of the least sophisticated organs because they're just big airbags. Well, no, but Jamie, let me finish my point. <laughs> the lungs, the lungs are a beautiful. Yeah. I'm thinking of this like branching network. Okay. Yeah. I'm and thinking of the bronchi. Oh, well, well, then. The, the bronc, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm, thinking of the, I'm thinking of the brain with all its, I guess, multitude of folds. The brain is a complex thing. I'm thinking the heart as well. The heart's got tubes. Like, there's very complicated organs. Some, some, tubes, <laughs> are, some, some tubes are more clogged than others. <laughs> even even the, the kidneys, the kidneys to a certain extent, I believe, well, are what? a sophisticated organ. But then, to finish the point, to finish the point, the low-tier organs are just those blobs, the liver, the spleen, Gall, gallbladder. The, the wild cousin of all the organs, the bladder. <laughs> like, oh, I think the, the bladder has to be top tier, surely. No, I, I see the bladder. Lover as well, surely. You need to regenerate. No, but no, no, you're missing my point. You're missing my point. I'm not talking about the actual function. I'm just talking about their other well, complexity. Their, no, but, no, 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 their, their image, their beautiful their image. Their, image. their idea, yeah. you know, their idea. Oh, right. Can't you put the, the bladder in the brain? <laughs> Categories the bladder is the brain. How about the swim bladder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you see, seeing kid, kidneys though, like, do I thought you only need one kidney to live? Why have two? Well, that's like boy, one, can, one can fail, but also I was looking at the so kidneys is the most common item to be sold on the black market but in, in iran you're allowed to sell uh, organs for commercial purposes it's mm. one of the few in fact i think the only place that you're allowed to do it it's actually worked out in their favor because they have bad infrastructure for carting these things around <laughs> and they got a going price for a kidney is like 86 868 pounds you, you get much. a tax credit with that the government would cover the health care um, also that black market kidney is like 116,000 pounds um, Wait, this is what? In, in Iran. So, so that if you were to say, if you were to buy something over the black market, um, uh, like an organ, a, a kidney would be about one hundred sixteen thousand uh, pounds. Whereas you can you can kind of get um, you can get, you can get one going through the official channels in Iran for about eight hundred sixty eight pounds. 
But the waiting list is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, there, there's nothing to say. That How is that such a big difference, though? But there's nothing to say that you couldn't do that to actually. Uh, you can choose the recipient. I don't know what happens if someone comes to you. Like I know in some points in America, people set themselves up on websites, pretty much dating websites, where you put why you need a kidney or why you need yeah. this or that, and people or choose you, the recipient like that. You put or you so pick. Maybe they're not number one. They're not next to go in some sort of waiting <laughs> list. Mm. If it was a woman with uh, big breasts, she would definitely get picked. <laughs> Why are you picking? No reason, you know. You just you just have a nice soul. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, liver, so here is my kidney. <laughs> you can transplant a kidney, obviously, because you, you have two and only one. But the mm. liver transplant as well, you can transplant just part of your liver, which will then grow. Yeah, regenerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, I think the spleen can do that as well. I think it can regenerate. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like these organs are. Uh, immensely like complex i'm just saying it's like my image of it in my mind the, the bladder is like the inside of a football like yeah. it's just that rubber yeah. like lining what would the bladders uh, like what would the voice of a bladder be like the oh. voice of a bladder yeah it would be like that uh... oh <laughs> yeah yeah Jamie, exactly why is it always me <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. Exactly. I get you. What a brain brain. Brain. I'm a brain. I'm a brain. <laughs> <laughs> the the lungs are very. Hi, the lungs would be maybe kind of breathy and refined, kind of like. Uh, How oh, yeah. do you? <laughs> like that caterpillar from uh, Alice in the Looking Glass. Yeah, yeah, the hookah caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, you heard the idea about the, the lungs being spread out and it covers a tennis court, mm. which is quite amazing. Oh, if, yeah. you took, if you take the separate airways in the lung and put them back to back, you would reach from London to Moscow. Fucking hell, that blows my mind. What did the, you... the tennis court, when I first heard it, blew my mind. My uh, organ, my organ for the episode was uh, the eyes. Uh, in the little research I did, uh, I read about the terrible design flaw we all have in our eyes that every human has in their eyes. It's through the optic nerve. Our optic nerve runs through the back of our retinas, which uh, gives us a blind spot, a blind spot about the size of like a head of a pin. It's just a design fault. Though other animals, their optic nerve goes round the retina. It doesn't have to be like that, <laughs> but you know, as I think I like the eyes though because I've I think I've seen that on a, a video of a guy eh, like kind of debunking creationists or some nonsense like that. Yeah. And the, one of the things they, they always love is like the the eye. The eye is a perfect machine. Like well, in humans, it's not the big design flaw with the optic nerve. But then they talk about like a. Eh, the the eye of like an animal or something like an eagle or something they say it's perfect and eyes are amazing you think about like the eyes in nature like a human eye uh, uh, exactly what well, did say they that. say like uh, the pairs of, like a peregrine falcon or like a specific type of hawk its eyes are as good as it can possibly be because of like the kind of the size of like photons and stuff yeah evolved to add like mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and the eyes maximum yeah and i think that's like that is like for me that's fascinating because you could you look through the animal kingdom and you're like well look at an octopus or a squid their eyes are just they're inc they're so different in appearances anyway they 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 look incredible and then you've got 
like mammal eyes, which are pretty good, but not great. We know a cat's got good eyes, whatever. A human eye, well, it's pretty good. And then you're looking up at the apex, like a, a hawk, and you're yeah. like, wow, it's amazing. To me, it's like the eyes are always used as being like evidence of some divine creator. Yep. But you look at their variety in nature, you see it's the opposite. The mm-hmm. eyes are like, uh, there's an obvious, obvious, not not steps, but like obvious variety. Yeah. Do all animals that have eyes trace it back to the same original ancestor? Yeah, absolutely. The first mm-hmm. eye was, the first eye was like, a, well, you can imagine it's like a, it a let it, it, like a, a spot, mostly like a spot, but it must have been like an orifice in some shape or form. <laughs> that let uh, it let light in it could detect light yeah. and that was it some like very basic like fish i think still yeah. have a just like, uh, like the tiny little like light sensitive cells light light sensitive head. cells exactly so they're making like I've, I've heard it described so they can like uh distinguish that there's like a predator swimming, swimming yeah. above them yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly there's an example yeah. that uh you know christopher what's his name christopher hitchens and um dawkins always used to use to, to kind of debunk these uh creationist myths and it was like the giraffe something to do with like the giraffe's larynx is actually like at mm-hmm. the bottom of its neck mm-hmm. like but if you were to kind of design that from the scratch you'd put it just under its tongue yeah at the top of its neck but it's because um you know it's it's, it's, it's ancestors didn't have like incredibly long necks so the larynx has had to kind of like stretch in this kind of awkward way along with its neck which isn't the most kind of a uh, efficient mm-hmm. way but that's mm-hmm. not how uh, um, evolution works i remember when we were in school and we did like the five senses and I think I think as a kid, I'm sure it was the same with with our children, <laughs> that like your eyes were the, the the sense that you really like cherished the most. You were like, it's, the, I mean? it's like the it's one, like if you had to lose a sense, like yes, eyesight would be like I, I can't even imagine that. Like I, I think there's no be able to see yeah, I know, anything. <laughs> and I know, but I think as a kid, I was more terrified by that that i am now as an adult as an adult i'm like yeah i don't i don't want to be blind but there's something now about being blind that is just not as scary as when i was eight <laughs> very I've, bombshell I've, there. I've seen i've seen most shit it's <laughs> no exactly it's because yeah, yeah, eyes eh, eyes give me the ick we were talking about this eh, earlier i see people oh, that, like yeah. touch their eyes Mm. Um, or even like people with contacts and shit. I, mm. Oh, that gives me the eyes. Like the the, the thing. Like I love I love my eyes. I love being able to see. <laughs> but I don't want to touch them. I don't want to yeah. know. Like they're kind of oh, hecky. They're just kind of like well, you know what I mean. Like they feel is it, yeah. Is they feel fragile. Yeah, I think they're less yeah. fragile than you think because even yeah. you actually poke your eye, they're pretty robust. Like they're quite solid things. I would like. like I think that's like people's eyes falling out their sockets and being I think that's actually like a like a wider like discussion point about the actual like a perceived fragility of the human body mm. i think the human because you hear about things like a guy who like drowned in like an inch of water or somebody who like stubbed their toe and like their leg falls off i don't know but um i think like like the truth is that the human body is actually a lot more sturdy than yep. we think it is mm-hmm. like I, I, I it, yeah I mean, and smaller than you think it is well <laughs> Like you're saying, like uh, along those lines of uh, just how much punishment can do. I wasn't even just thinking about the idea of, uh, you know, the way a liver can handle so much abuse or oh, yeah. lungs can handle so much abuse. But the idea of like uh, even exercising when you're doing good things for your body, that's a, like a destructive, regenerative thing. You're tearing muscles mm. that are rebuilding. You're, you're damaging bones that are recalcifying and getting stronger. Like, yeah. It's just amazingly resilient like that. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. I, know, I know. I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, 
this it feels like a weird like kind of conflict though because on one hand I know that on the other hand I'm like when I get a hangover I'm gonna die <laughs> 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 incredible uh, thing that I had, I had no idea that happened so every day um within our body between one and five cells in our body turn cancerous uh, that our immune system then kills off so oh God. how many times over a lifetime do we we experience the most terrifying of all illnesses but it comes to nothing because mm. it's a small amount of cells yeah. that become cancerous and our immune system kills them off gosh i mean honestly we could do a whole pod on like the immune system yeah, yeah. let's have a round of applause for that immune system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of my favorite systems there's that famous example of uh, some guy that was taken to court. He was obviously like so guilty of this crime, but his lawyer said, you know, after seven years, every cell in the human body dies yeah. and the new one replaces it. So technically this guy isn't the same dude that he was seven years ago. Wow, <laughs> I was like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It? It's like, uh, I've had this broom for, um, <laughs> I've had this broom for 30 years. So <laughs> 10 different heads and 20 different bones. <laughs> No a lawyer making that argument like should just it. be struck off. Yeah. For fuck's sake, that, law, that lawyer is pleading his own insanity at that point. <laughs> Sorry, Your Honor, I have been saying. If a slightly arrogant uh, Kentucky lawyer. The, the, the other, when you were talking about being a bit kind of squeamish about eyes, I don't really get squeamish about biology apart from the heart. The heart was the organ I looked at first before the appendix. That's too much blood. Oh, <laughs> it's like an horrible. Yeah, like, uh, yeah it's, just like a, it's just like a ball, like a squidgy ball and, uh, of blood. Talking about like the, the, the stuff I was reading was saying, <laughs> got to realise that it isn't the sort of gentle coaxing of blood around your system. It's mm. pumping blood unbelievably hard because mm. it then does the idea of what you would do with a fairy liquid bottle under the bath where yeah. you're kind of, you're pushing all that stuff out. But of course, once it, uh, once it relaxes and expands, it's got to draw the blood back right. in as well. So, like, if you cut someone's aorta, which is like their main artery, the blood's being pumped at such a force that it would yeah. reach three meters. Yeah. Well, going right. uh, going back to giraffes, giraffes have since they've got such long necks that extend so far up, they've got the highest blood pressure of any animal. So it's something like like three atmospheres, you know, of pressure <laughs> exists inside the the heart and uh. the Oh, they look so chill, though. Oh, man, they're not. There's, like, ex- <laughs> extreme conditions going on. What freaks me out about the heart, especially, is that it is connected to, like, uh, your brain. So, you know, when you're, when you're stressed, well, obviously, everything's connected to your fucking brain. 50% of your blood from your heart goes to your brain. Yeah, well, it's just that thing, like, if you're anxious, you know, that can give you heart palpitations. You know, yeah. and that kind of idea kind of freaks you out. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not just, like, pumping blood, right, like, so many other things how you feel can affect how yeah. it does it how fast it does it but you want to you, yeah. like, you want your heart to be completely independent of like your emotions you just want yeah, to exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. yeah like yeah just because i'm feeling it's like rough today mm. or tired or like or anxious like shouldn't mm. affect the thing it's just all it should do is just pump things around yeah. i think there was like a there's a, like an idea in the past uh that kind of the brain and the heart had almost actually swapped functions. So mm. it was like the brain was just this muscle in your head, and the heart yeah, was yeah. actually the seat, the seat of your uh, emotions and your thoughts. I was, and... I was looking into that. I didn't know where it came from. There, there, it said that the symbol, the sort of symbol that we use, which is very unlike a heart that you would carve into the side of trees and put initials in and things like that, was mm-hmm. from the 14th century in Italy. Jamie, I don't know if you know anything about it. It just appeared in art. No one's mm. really sure where it came from or why it was similar. Yeah, I've always thought about that because it's like yeah. it's, it looks like an extremely stylized heart. Yeah. But then again, it could like 
talking about kind of mixing up the functions of the heart and brain you could say it looks as much like a brain you know it's got the, yeah, the two the two lobes yeah well this i mean you know, rem remember what i said about sophisticated organs and then some organs that were just blobs that heart symbol <laughs> is an attempt to recreate the very complicated heart as just a simple essentially like a two-lobed blob yeah <laughs> think about it yeah, yeah. you've seen that, that um there's an artist called mark quinn who um he's, he's got this work and it's a cast of his own head but made entirely from his own blood that he's had like uh, removed or like you know letted and it's kept in a big refrigerated unit and it's this beautiful kind of like cast of his head in this kind of dark uh, maroon blood it's pretty amazing because wow. you're the volume of your head is the same volume of blood in your body. I, I don't can't remember how much it is, like eight, eight, eight or nine pints. Whoa. So, um, so over the course of a year, he gets like this uh, blood uh, taken, and then he freezes it in this big unit. They're pretty cool things. I I give blood um, a couple of times a year. It's um, I like Quinn. I uh, <laughs> Mark Quinn taking your blood. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's Mark Quinn, me. like Mark Quinn, definitely not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it was paying me well. Um, but like, see when you when you go and you have blood, like and you lie in the bed, it can take. Some people are like lie in the bed for like fifteen, twenty minutes, and they're for like five minutes. Like the women's like, if you ever cut yourself badly, you will just bleed out. Like your blood just comes streaming out of you. And I'm like, is that a good thing? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> and just doesn't mention it. And I'm just like, I'm, like they take my blood pressure on that. Like surely. It can't be that bad. Like, do you find yourself? Are you quite nervous when you go in to give blood, though? Like, you kind yeah, of, a wee bit, yeah, yeah. I'm always, yeah. So maybe that affects it. Your blood's pumping harder. Yeah, it must put you in hurry up. Uh, Nurses but, getting buckets. <laughs> I can't. Look, I'm on. I'm watching that bed for like a few minutes, and then mm -hmm. she's like, "Right, the wee bell goes, bing, right, you're done." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, maybe it is that. Maybe it's something like apprehensive about the whole thing. Like, yeah. it's quite a weird experience giving blood. Can you like, do you feel different after? Um, Lighter. Nah, nah, not really. Like <laughs> empty. Nah, like I know some people will like faint like instantly mm -hmm. or like. I think like, I, I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, but nah, like I like sit down, have you get like a, you get like some uh, like high sugar juice, yeah, like diluted okay. juice and like biscuits and stuff. Um, but nah, I don't feel any really weird. It's reason enough to go. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> have. They, mate, they have tuck biscuits, right? And I've never seen. I only see tuck biscuits. At the at the blood bank, I've never I've never seen like you know the top biscuits with like, yeah. cheesy thing in the middle. Mate, oh, <laughs> yeah. Only ever see them at blood banks. That's the only reason I go. I need to start doing that. I went with my cousin to Mandela Square, the one just off Mandela Square, and it's like a shooting up gallery and some like crack mm. den. Ah, that, that's yeah, that's so many people on beds with the <laughs> syringes <laughs> in their arms, looking a bit pilly welly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they only take so they only take like. Um, it's not even a pint. It's less than a pint. But they, you do um, only have like between eight and nine pints in you at one time. So that's they, a that's a big volume. But they can't. Um, they tell you well, not to. Hancock said that's an armful, isn't it? They, they mm. tell you not to drink afterwards, right? Mm. So um, the, yeah. not to drink for at least twenty four hours. So I went with my dad once. Obviously, <laughs> my dad's like, huh, "All right." <laughs> as soon as I dropped him off, he was like straight into the pub, Fuck and uh, he phoned me the next day. He's like, "I think I'm, I think I'm dying." Like my dad like doesn't get hangovers, and I was like, well, he's like, he's like, you know, they told us not to drink. He's like, I got steam, and he's like, I'm fucking dying, and he said mm. it was the most horrific day of his life. Mm. Like he he thought he was gonna die. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just alter your blood. You're alcohol. so dehydrated as well. No, no. I, like, I read something awful, and I read it uh, yesterday. There was um, uh, uh, a 
I think it was a little girl, was going in for like her to get her tonsils out and mm. she was given a nil by mouth order. So it was like, you're about Sorry. to have an operation, so don't eat anything. And uh, the parents being irresponsible, I think was the general thrust of uh, uh, this the Reddit post. Uh, they, re- they gave the daughter like a breakfast before the operation. And I mean, I always thought that was to do with the anaesthetic. Like, uh, I'm not sure, but like, uh, anyway, like the post finished with the girl being like violently sick and like uh, having to be in like an intensive care because the operation was like a fucking disaster. Like, yeah, the, no, but... it was due to anaesthetic, but it seemed, I, I read that and it seemed to be that, so when they were putting the oxygen, the pipe into her lungs, was it that they, it made her gag? So her scrambled eggs came up and then went down into her lungs. Oh God, yeah. Oh my so God. I always thought, thought nil by mouth was just because of some anaesthetic yeah. level. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, you read the same thing, you? Yeah, I'm glad. Like, uh, oh, that's yeah, horrific. Read, yeah, absolutely. And it was like these parents were thinking, oh, the like the doctors have said for her not to eat anything, but you got to have your breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Most, most important, <laughs> most important meal of the day. And it's like the kids like seriously ill now. I yeah, I, I, read that, I felt up. like the doctor should because I've been under anesthetic before, and I feel like the doctor should have stressed that to us rather than no, it's no by mouth. She said, "Listen, there's a chance that you'll vomit something up. It will go down into your lungs, mm-hmm. and you'll be in ICU." But, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's just that just sums up us though. It's like you need a full explanation from the doctor why you just yeah. can't do as you're fucking told. Yeah, yeah doctor, please don't eat. Please don't eat for two hours for the surgery. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why are you telling me this? Get your qualifications out, Doc. Yeah. We don't like experts anymore, do we? <laughs> it's like, what do you mean why? I'm fucking I'm a doctor, I'm telling you, just do it. I, I can remember like being in a hospital. I don't take funny photos of you when you're out. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I can remember like waking up from anaesthetic, being like, all right, are we, re- are we, are we ready to go? And the nurses were like, it's been and done, man. It's been and done. That's quite reassuring. I've never been under any sort of anesthetic. Oh, it is a crazy, like, so I went when I got my back, eh, uh, surgery thing oh. and uh, when they like put you down and they're like right so you just come back from 10 and you're like from 10 okay this is gonna <laughs> 10 9 next thing I wake up next thing you wake up and it's like what the fuck just happened yeah. <laughs> uh, strangely enough the last thing I can remember is the doctor putting his uh, hands like on my chest to like compress <laughs> put it over your face <laughs> <laughs> there's no hope for this one <laughs> Uh, the last thing you hear is the doctor going, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> uh, is that no, I can remember eggs? like <laughs> I, I, I can remember like uh, the like it must have been a mask that went on, and uh, maybe it'd be more than ten seconds. I don't know, but the doctor was just maybe getting a bit impatient, so he put his he compressed my chest, and that's the last thing I remember. And then I woke up. I woke up in the. Yeah, you thought that would be quite frightening. It was like he was like <laughs> suffocating you a wee bit. But uh, I remember waking up afterwards being like, well, okay. Get off me. Screaming. Doctor still on top of you. Yeah, that is like when we, we do CPRs, you compress the chest. Oh, yeah. I think we were talking about the fairy bottle, but then when you let go of it, you take a huge inhale. Yeah. I think he was trying to get the gas and air or whatever it was to, into your system. Yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe yeah. something. I mean, you fucking knew what he was doing. I fucking trusted those. Uh, yeah, you literally you trust those guys with your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. I don't have anything like that. I think I broke my finger once and we just went to Chris's mum. <laughs> like, he stitched that up. Yeah, she was like, that, that, that finger needs a friend. I was like, what do you mean? It's like the other finger. Just tie it to the other finger. Just tie it to her finger. To her finger. This finger needs a friend. But in terms of, so I've had a little bit of pieces, but like in terms of like, you see like my body like in being unwell, like I've never like unwell I'm never sick where some people are sick oh all the time yeah. like who are you looking at <laughs> I'm looking right I'm looking I'm sick all the time as I say like, I've How never I've never broken anything but I feel like I'm just always slightly unwell <laughs> always kind of compromised <laughs> <laughs> but how, how fucked up is that? I know, as I say, I feel like a word. flu. Like constitution. Yeah, it's just like a constitution. Yeah, you got like a. I remember someone like uh, yeah, somebody from a uh, high school, shall not be named. Uh, remember him saying that he'd only been sick like two or three times in his life. Yeah, that's nice. that even as a baby, he wasn't particularly like a pukey baby. <laughs> yeah, I was like Mark's yeah. when he had his first ever flu. When I don't know what age we would have been, twenty three or something, when we first moved to Glasgow, first time he'd ever got the flu or a cold or anything like that. It was fucking. It was insufferable. But I was amazed that he'd taken that long to actually get. Totally it. makes sense though. When you look at Mark, you're like, you're like. You know, a good like, pedigree. You're not going to get yeah. ill. He's like, I'm, me, I'm like, who's that consumptive ghoul? Always snoring. Sharing like a room with Mark in Manchester. It was like, I wasn't, after a while, I wasn't even ashamed to look at his body. I was just looking at him like, <laughs> let me draw you. <laughs> I, honestly, I, maybe like the first time he takes his shirt off, you're like, oh, oh a bit shy, a bit shy. <laughs> Next time he takes his shirt off, I'm just kind of like, do it again. <laughs> I didn't ask him to spin me, but I didn't think about it. But he did anyway. <laughs> he did anyway. <laughs> I'm not about. complaining. Oh, your yeah. muscles are shaking. Uh, oh, one, one thing about muscles before we move on. Um, muscle, I don't know if you know this. Um, <laughs> the word the word for muscle comes from the Latin Roman for mouse, which is a mus or muse. And it's because the Romans used to think that like big sexy hunks had like a uh, rippling muscles look like look like little mice under the skin crawling about. Okay. Oh wow. Well, Fucking... I thought you were gonna say they had tiny little cocks. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It was like the <laughs> uh, kind of Renaissance Italy, wasn't it? The bigger, yeah. bigger junk, the kind of you either have a big barbaric dong and uh, you know, like a low intellect, or you're like yeah. highly yeah, was, intelligent with a little pecker. You that explained well. that over in Italy, and I was kind of saying all these people, like you know, uh, like the Statue of David, really tiny cocks, and you're like, yeah, it's to do with this this idea of the balancing of the intellect with the yeah. <laughs> the reproductive organs. Sounds like my kind of time. I mean, like that that kind of old timey. I mean, old timey. We're talking about like the dawn of medicine. Like you're talking about ancient Egypt there. I'm thinking of like the uh, example of uh, from ancient Greece of these guys who had like ideas about the human body that are just funny mm. now. So this yeah. this, this like uh, so Hi Hippocrates had the idea of like four. He had four <laughs> so it's like there's a thing called the four like humors. I think that's how you say it. H U M O R S, and. Uh, the related four fundamental personality types again like the whole like totality of human existence could be reduced to just four personality types and it's i mean nonsense of course but uh, it reads like horoscope type stuff right but the four fluids are interesting we have a guess have a guess what uh. you think the four 
like four fluids. I know. Uh, I've got a feeling one of them's black bile. Oh wow! Well done, you. Well yeah. done. One of these fluids is black bile. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. No, I, I'm exactly that. It's, it's when you smoke too much in the morning and you cough up uh. this horrible <laughs> greeny blackness. Yeah, it's just tar and. Oh, he's yeah. awful, man. Or a night yeah. on the Guinness or something. And then you, just, I, mean, well, yeah. I mean, a good fag will cure it, but it's... I feel like I knew, I feel like I knew another one of them, Black File, and uh, one that's but, not a bear. Oh, eh, of course. No, it wouldn't be Qatar or some kind with it. That's something completely different. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you're far away with that. I think I know you're getting that. But I'll give you a clue, though, that there is another colour of bile. <laughs> there are two, yeah. Green there are two, bile. Green, green bile. Must be well, green. I'll give you that. It's yellow bile. Uh, so oh, God. Black bile. Oh, yeah, yellow bile. I mean, I know exactly. Well, that, Sean, Sean got a first-hand experience of my yellow bile at Pete's. I was like... It was like a bump. It was like a glass bowl. We were just like above my face. Welcome to Jamie's Aquarium. <laughs> oh... Oh, that, 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 that yellow bile, you know, when you see that at the bottom of bullets. Yeah, I mean, I, I can distinctly remember, like, spewing at points and thinking that's just, the, like, the lining of my stomach. And it was just, like, really acidic, tangy, if you will. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, yellow bile. I right, the thing guy, with, yeah. guy who had uh, corona, and he was saying that he vomited so much that he got past the yellow bile, and the stuff that was coming up was, like, shaving foam. Said it was just oh. pure white shaving foam, like so. What? It's a whole different oh. level than I've heard of anyone God. getting to before. <laughs> That's, That's just like his soul. He's like spewing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, like the last thing: like, black bile and yellow bile are devil. Are to my mind the most obscure. Like mm-hmm. the, the the last two are they. Uh, Forgettable. I mean, I, blood. Blood, of course, is one of them. Blood is the only one that makes sense. And uh, the final one, the most comedic of all of them, is the final one. Uh, flame. Flame. That's oh, what I think of with guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that's what you're getting at you in the kind of like. Yeah. Flame and spit is horrible. See the fuck get flame like at the side of their mouths. I don't trust those people. Just, yeah, I've seen that. Stop talking, that? man. Stop talking so fast. <laughs> just like lick your lips. Have a drink of water. I know what you're talking about, Sean. I've seen those people. We are there. Like, what's going on there? Like, how do they all know as well? Oh. I mean, that's... You must feel something that's in your well, building. I'm, I'm guessing no. that to, because I know that these disturbances came from an imbalance of these humours, didn't it? But I'm, yes, I'm exactly. Black bile took over. That could be the that would be the worst of all to have an imbalance in. Yes. So these Im- imbalances lead to uh, personality types. So if you've got maybe too much uh, black bile, you become melancholic. Mm-hmm. Or if you've got if you've got too much flame, you become phlegmatic. Yeah. So okay, I'll, I'll read you out like the descriptions. Honestly, I did this earlier, and I was like, "Hey, I'm melancholic." <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, it's like they're they're quite fun, but it's almost like um, it's horoscope stuff. And obviously, like in the past, medicine was deeply connected to astrology. Is that the right one or is that astronomy? Astro- not astrology. Astrology. Yeah. So it's yeah. They had this idea that like if you were born, if you were born under a favorable sun in May or whatever, that meant something. Of course, it's nonsense. But anyway, a fl- okay, phlegmatic individuals tend to be relaxed, peaceful, quiet, and easygoing. 
they are sympathetic and care about others. Yet they try to hide their emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Phlegmatic individuals are also good at generalising ideas or problems to the world and making compromises. The phlegmatic person's quite meek in some ways, actually. I think that's what they're getting at there. Not me. Blame me. (laughs) Like yeah, I'm not exactly <laughs> flemmy, and there's actually like a I flemmy folk are like that. Eh? <laughs> yeah, there's there's like a there's a depiction. <laughs> it looks like a like a um, it's like one of, it's not like a woodcut or something from like the 18th century, and it's it's drawings of these character types, and the phlegmatic person looks like a man baby. He's like a he's like a got he's got puffy cheeks. And he's just like, f- fucking flammy. Flammy yeah. as fuck. Mr. Flem. Okay, so here's a, a, the sanguine personality. Okay, so a sanguine personality type is described primarily as being highly talkative, enthusiastic, active, and social. Sanguines tend to be more extroverted and enjoy being part of a crowd. They find that being social, outgoing, and charismatic is easy to accomplish. Individuals with this personality have a hard time doing nothing Not and in, and engage in more risk-seeking behaviour. Sounds like a Sean to me. I mean, when I read that, I thought that could be Jamie until it got to that bit, have a hard time doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I excel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, that's where I excel. <laughs> okay, so we've got two more. Okay, so uh, choleric people. So choleric individuals tend to be more extroverted. They are described as independent, decisive, goal-orientated, and ambitious. These combined with their dominant, result-orientated outlook make them natural leaders. In Greek, medieval, and Renaissance thought, they were also violent, vengeful, and short-tempered. So the depiction of a choleric person is almost like these depictions of like a Julius Caesar type thing. They're quite, they're heroic, but also quite cruel. Uh, Melancholic is the last one. Melancholic individuals tend to be analytical and detail orientated. And they are deep thinkers and feelers. They are introverted and try to avoid being singled out in a crowd. A melancholic personality leads to self-reliant individuals who are thoughtful, reserved, and often anxious. They often strive for perfection within themselves and their surroundings, which leads to tidy and detail-oriented behaviour. Again, close to you and and then the tidy bit came up and you just (laughs) exactly exactly. ruined it. (laughs) Exactly. I was thinking about kind of being analytical and being like detail oriented, being a bit of like a perfectionist. And I was like, there's a bit of that in me, I guess. But then I was like, like tidy, like organized. You know, av- avoid being singled out in a crowd. And that's the opposite. Yeah. Often I'm the first to put, like, the hand up and make an arse <laughs> of myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm al- almost, almost like the first to do that, which I think means that we're all actually, we're all quite well-balanced in our yeah, bile and flames. Yeah, in our, yeah. In our four humours, we're all well-balanced. So the best organ and the, <laughs> the biggest organ is obviously our skin. Mm. Definitely the weirdest organ. Because it's, it's like it must be the most temperamental. It's so different. Like every like everyone's 
obviously everyone's different. Like everyone's, I bet everyone's organs are fairly similar looking size and function and whatever, but skin is like so different and so durable. Like who'd have, like, like the, cheapest, the, uh, the cheapest skin on the black market is uh, $10 per square inch. Skin. <laughs> what? That's true. Yeah. I don't know why that stuck in yeah. my head. I wasn't looking at skin, but it is. Yeah, you, yeah, you delete your internet search. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know you say I never thought about that before. Yeah, like everyone's got a liver. They're pretty interchangeable. My liver can go to you if you need it. But skin's a bit, yeah. I mean, I mean it's what makes us us, really. It's our, you know, like our, we define ourselves our, by. I look at you and I'm just looking at your skin and that's what you know it'd be pretty awful if you were just looking at like muscle and, oh. and bone uh, what was I going to say I'm amazed at, we were talking about the regenerative regen, uh, regenerative let's go with that uh, I said it that way once I'll just say it that way again <laughs> the re- regenerative, oh, regenerative keep, keep going. of keep going. organs like the top of the, the liver Obviously, it has this ability to heal itself. Heal, that's a better word. Uh, the kidneys and that. But obviously, the skin is most obvious. The skin's ability to heal itself is unbelievable. Incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, someone like myself who has, like, bad skin. Like, even today, like, my one of my knuckles is, like, cracked. And I was, like, bleeding at work because my hands were so dry. And even now, it's, like, it's healed. It's actually healed in a few hours. Like, unbelievable. Like, just crazy. Like, yeah. people, like... You can stitch your skin together and it will just repair itself. Like One of the most harrowing interviews, I've not watched many Joe Rogan interviews, but there's, you might have seen it, Sean, the one that he's chatting to, was Travis Barker from Blink-182, and he talks about his uh, the aftermath of that horrible plane crash that he was in. No. Had, like, second and third degree burns to like 85% of his body. Holy wow. shit, man. And he had to get all these skin grafts all over his body. But since he's like, he's, he said, since he self-medicated for so long, the, the, the anesthetic and the morphine, the painkillers, didn't have that much of an effect on him so he said it was like this horrific period of his life where he just life where he just had to sit in his bed and get these like uh get his bandages removed but every time like they remove the bandage they like it takes off the like the dead layer of skin around his uh his, like oh. and he was he said he was like messaging one of his friends to be like i will deposit a million dollars in your bank account if you just come around to this hospital and just kill me like put a pillow over my bed and just run um it's, it's like an amazing interview. He talks oh about the, God. the aftermath of that plane crash. Covered in jet fuel and his entire body just went up. Was he, oh. was he right? Okay, this is, I mean, weird, obviously. He's, he, was he well tattooed? Was he covered well, that, in tattoos? Oh, that's the thing, yeah. And, and now, are they all gone? No, well, they were originally. And the doctor said, like, if you ever get tattoos on this, like, skin that essentially isn't yours because they're all grass, it'll be, the pain will be so horrific that you just would want to. But I think he's done it anyway so there was a period with all of his tattoos he's completely head to tail and tattoos all of his tattoos along his legs were burnt off but he's he's got them you know redesigned which is kind of bizarre that's that i mean that's terrifying really yeah. but i mean but i guess amazingly when you burn yourself and it's like you run under cold water mm-hmm. and you know trying to neutralize the heat or whatever but like your skin is like in pain and then it just like sorts itself out like, yeah I, I- I remember like working at the uh, restaurant in Edinburgh and they had this big like hot plate um, and I remember like uh, I'd been on the ground probably just sweeping something up and when I went to get up I like I put my elbow like fleshy part of like elbow like uh, leading <laughs> into bicep I put that down on the hot plate and when I got up 
and I immediately pull it off. It's almost like the the your skin doesn't immediately come off. It's like it oh, sticks yeah, yeah, a little no. bit. And I went straight to the tap and it was like 15, 20 minutes of cold water. And I shit you not, that never blistered. It was it was red as fuck. Mm. And then in the next few days, maybe like skin was kind of coming off, but it never ever blistered. Mm. And I was like, water. Did you hear it? Did you hear it sizzle? Fuck no! I mean, I did that once. I I stupidly (laughs) went. uh, I put the grill on, and I stupidly stuck my hand right in the oven to see if the bars were on, and they obviously were. (laughs) Fuck! And I actually I sizzled my middle finger, and when I took it out, it was just like an actual like burn, like black gnarled skin right up. How did you smell? How did you smell? It smelled like like you know that kind of like uh, burnt hair smell. Yeah, oh, it's like awful. the most disgusting smell a human can. Have. Yeah, like I like working in kitchens, like I burn myself constantly, but yeah. never. Um, you just got so you. It's amazing how used to it you get though, and like so when you first start and everyone's hot to like when you're used to like, picking up hot things, like mm-hmm. you can like you, you can actually get used to that, like your your fingers or your whatever it is, mm-hmm. like picking up a hot plate or picking up a pan that's like you know being somewhere hot, like or even food, yeah. where other people are like how the fuck you do that? Like, I don't know. Now I can't. Hands. Yeah, like it never used to be able to do it. Now I can just got burnt my hands that fucking yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I was like thinking of and I said like the healing ability of the skin because of working in restaurants. You would like bang, you would bang shit all the fuck. You would burn yourself, but mm. I would just catch my hand. Even at work now, I'll catch my hand on something, mm. and I'll be fucking like sore, or I'll just be clumsily doing something, and I'll catch an elbow or a knee or anything. I'll just get, I'll just get scrapes. I've always got fucking scrapes, yeah. and. Uh, you're amazed at like the healing ability of your body. So, I suppose it kind of adapts as well. Like, I've still got a bit of a writer's bump on on my middle finger where I hold a pen, and that's just obviously oh, like yeah. callus kind of. Say with all like you know you'll you know be the same. Your left uh, your left hand you got that kind of callus pads on the end of your fingers yeah, from guitar. From yeah, guitar. It's from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say like if we, people go to the gym and like obviously they like, lift loads of weights and they get callus on their hands, it's yeah. like their hand like tries to make itself stronger so you don't like you know damage yourself. It's fucking terrifying like, oh, mm-hmm. it's cool yeah. you know what i mean maybe like, the skin is the best organ oh i did not it, I mean, there's not a question that's where i, I picked my it. Vote. <laughs> um, yeah. the fact you can tattoo it i mean you can to be fair you can tattoo your eyeballs and that's t- yeah. fucking oh, that yeah. is like oh like the ick man oh. but, when you um, just to rewind like an hour ago when you said the appendix was like the uh the brain of the gut I just can't help but think it's like a think of the uh, brain as like the appendix, but with its own mind or brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that gets you on the like the point I wanted to cover though was about like um, your like your own um, like connection. Like, do you feel connected to your body? Like, do you look at your body oh, yeah. and you're like? this oh, is my body like, this oh, goes into like, the whole like body confidence body all that kind of yeah. stuff but like do you look at your do you like, have any sort of connection with your, like i've only had this recently like, losing weight and like really thinking about my body and but like people people are right into that that, that yeah. whole like connect really, like, well the, the question is are like do you have a body or are you a body well exactly this do you like, have a brain or are you a brain that's some Carl Pilkington type thing. Like, are you one of those guys who controls his brain, or does your brain control you? <laughs> no, you know the body. I think maybe it's just like getting into your brain body. Yeah, I know there is actually some substance yeah. to that. But I think Sean's point is like that's like a massive point. That is the like 
we're talking about the human condition there. Like, to what sense, when you look in the mirror, do you even kind of recognise that as, like, you? Your body. Like, you, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I, I've thought about that a lot. Like, I don't particularly think that my voice matches my face. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> like, I, just, I don't think anyone likes their voice. Oh, everyone hates their voice. I've learned yeah. that. Listen, editing this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is that? Uh, That's me. That, yeah. I, I guess, like, yeah. And this phenomenon you mean, apart from times where where i used to smoke weed and i'd be so stoned i'd look into the mirror and it like wasn't me i don't know how you get that when you're just sober and yeah yeah i do find myself staring because the, I, I remember i remember somebody i remember a lassie once saying to me i don't know what i still don't know what she meant she was like <laughs> she was she said let's unpick it now <laughs> she said she said look she looked at me it was a beautiful night <laughs> well, maybe you feel more because your name is luke as well i mean that all is Wow. I'm, I'm, wow. Already I'm already starting to sweat with this conversation. Ah. Don't, don't push me over the edge, Jay. Or you in, you in, you in my body. Jamie, Jamie, this. Fuck! She said, like, you don't, you, and it's true with everyone. She said, you don't see yourself as other people see you, or you yeah. don't, you don't know how people see you. Yeah. But I've often thought about if I, pre- if you presented as a different person, People would think you're a different person. Your personality would be different. And I, was, I, I still don't know what she meant by that. Maybe she was just called me ugly. I don't know. But um, no, I don't know. I was just yeah. That, see if I've been there's, there, there's no way for you to look at yourself in the way that anyone else can look at you. Like just like in the terms like dimensionally, like view wise, like just everything. Like what you probably look in the mirror and see is just not really. I think I think the that, thing here is that maybe like guys might be quite conscious that they aren't attractive. I think all I mean, people actually, are. I don't actually actually, guys as well. Women as well, surely. I don't know anything about women, Sean. Why do they speak in riddles? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, of course. Yeah, so like, just like, yeah, guys and men and women are both like, yeah, they're conscious of their appearance a lot. I don't know where I'm going with that at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think maybe I don't know. I always think that women have been more. I always think anyway of women being actually more comfortable in their skin. But I don't know why. That's obviously just a, maybe a biased view. It's like, come on, women, you you know you're beautiful. Whereas like with like with guys, you're kind of like guys can get a bit more hung up. They're a bit more like I don't know. Mm. See, if I've been, see when I've been for a run. I think that's when I feel best about my body. I'm like, that's man, feel because like, when I sweat. Your, your skin feels good now. You're glowing a wee bit after a run. You feel quite good. Yeah, yeah, you, and you're like, you, yeah, you feel great after any sort of exercise. That's like uh-huh. that's the, that's kind of the connection that I'm talking about. Is like you, you like after you've done something really like a hard workout or a hard something. There like there's a moment of like you're like you're kind of proud of yourself. You're kind of proud of your yeah. body. And you feel good just yeah. in general about yourself. Of course, I mean yeah. that's like a mental be- health benefit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, think- I think. I, the, the moment I feel actually most in my body then is after I exercise. Yeah, and I can maybe yeah. look in the mirror and be like, hey, that's me. Is <laughs> that Mark Seaton in the mirror? <laughs> hey! I mean, no, I've always got Mark Seaton in the mirror because I've, I've got his wee photograph in the corner. Just so you can do Thanks again for listening. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Tweet us at the Potter Pod or on our website, thepotterpod.com. 
Cheers. Bye-bye.